0: My week one. Week one of the NFL season is officially over. And my goodness, what a weekend it was. Sam, football's back, dude.
1: And...
0: Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm actually kind of glad that the uh, microphone cut it in and out so I didn't have to leer- hear that falsetto that you just dropped. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, my goodness gracious. Sam? Football is back. What did you think yeah. of week one of the NFL season? Before we dive into anything specifically, and we got a lot to get to with the NFL, the NBA, and we did we missed an opportunity to talk about the uh, tennis incident that happened last weekend. I feel like we should at least talk about it for at least half a second. We also got a movie review. Oh,
1: we'll, we'll do a U.S. Open recap. Oh, for sure. for sure. For
0: sure. That's totally fine. And we also have a movie review, which we haven't done in years, it seems like. But... Before we get into all of that, obviously we have to start with week one of the NFL season. So before we dive into anything specific, just a recap on what it was like having Mm -hmm. football back this weekend.
1: Yeah, no one knew what going in, um, because this is essentially the first... It's a preseason game, essentially, but it's in the regular season because there was no preseason games this year due to uh, cancellations due to COVID. So no one really knew what these teams were going to look like, and overall... Um, a lot of shocking upsets, mm-hmm, I think, for sure, across the board this weekend. And um, but there was good football played throughout. Not a lot of penalties. I think was a pretty um, a pretty uh, unanimous like theme that went on. Um, and it's just great to have football back. It was just so awesome. It just reminds us that there's no sport like football. Really, that captures the america's imagination
0: yeah and as i was sitting there one of the things that i was thinking about as i was watching one of the things you mentioned was the quality of play the quality of play was actually fairly decent there weren't a lot of penalties and it didn't seem like there was i mean obviously there was a little little bit of miscues between you know some quarterbacks and wide receivers some defensive linemen jumping off sides offensive linemen um you know fall start and you know there were little miscues here and there but for the most part, it was a good quality of football. As long as, as long as you're not a fan of a fan of the Cleveland Browns, I think you're you're pretty. You're pretty I have to, with I have to agree with that statement actually. Um, and one of the questions that I to you before we got into anything is because of the quality of play. What do you think? And now that we sort of had a, a test run, and I know we still got to get mm-hmm. into you know next week and. The week after to really fully see what it turned into. But what do you think this is going to do for preseason games going forward?
1: Oh, I heard something. I heard someone talking about it today. There's no way that they're going to go back to the four preseason. I 100% game agree. Model. I think preseason games, I mean, I was going to talk about it a little bit when we talk about the Niners, yeah. but I think preseason games are definitely valuable. If you sit here and ask Tom Brady if he would have loved to have had a preseason game before going up against the New Orleans Saints, of course oh, yeah. he would have. I, I think those are they're so important, but four is just a cash grab. And I think every player can see that now, and there's no way they're going concede to going back to the four preseason game format. If
0: I, if I had, to, at least in my opinion, the max number of preseason games that there should be is two. I feel like I was thinking I, was thinking, yeah, I, think I agree. two should be the max number. And I think they could logistically, and I think schematically too, maybe a little bit, although I'm not working for an NFL team, but I still think that it could work with one game as well. But I think max, I think max it'll end up being two. I think two is a good number. Uh, I think two is
1: perfect because you give a team the ability to have a home game. And then you give them the ability to have a dress rehearsal on the road right. as well. I think those two things would be very And valuable. then maybe you
0: give the majority of one game to the starters and then the majority of the other game to you know, the rookies who you need to take a look at. And your second string guys. And, yeah. you know, just get a just get a feel for being back into football and getting a feel for, for what you have because you look at you look at some of the guys who are, you know, in the fifties, you know, like sort of by fifties, I mean sort of at the very end of the the roster and the depth chart, preseason games are yeah. extremely valuable for people who are at the end of that because it gives them an opportunity to maybe make a few plays and maybe get on a roster and beyond, you know, maybe they don't, you know, end up being a second or third string or first string player, but maybe they end up, you know, being special teams, which happens to a lot yeah. of guys. Um, and it sort of, it gets rid of that opportunity, so in that sense, it does kind of stink not having playoff games. Um, but I agree. Pre-season. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, preseason yeah, pre- games, but um... pre- playoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I agree. I, I feel like I feel like it's definitely going to affect preseason going forward. I don't. I don't think we're going to see the four pre-season, preseason game format going forward anymore.
1: And it's hard to make the argument too that you can't fill out a roster without preseason games because we just saw this year that teams were able to fill up rosters. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to put that uh, that as an argument. But preseason games are still valuable because you get guys like Raheem Moster coming out of nowhere, and you get like Darren Waller came out of nowhere yeah. for the Raiders, and he got to show up in preseason. Like these, they're so valuable for guys to just win jobs and make a living Mm -hmm. for themselves Mm
0: -hmm. so i it'll be interesting to see what the nfl does uh, going forward with this um, because what they what they needed would have been you know a test an example of what it would look like with either no or minimal preseason games but in this instance no preseason games and they got it and it seemed fairly successful for the most part In Mm -hmm. terms of the quality of play, I'm sure, like you said, there were some teams who would have liked a dress rehearsal, especially somebody like Tom Brady, who's on a new team.
1: Yeah, or um, like the Giants or the uh, Browns. Or the Bengals with Joe Burrow. The Bengals, for sure. And the Panthers. Mm, For sure, yeah. All those teams have completely new cultures with either a new quarterback or a new coach. Mike McCarthy
0: out with Dallas.
1: Dallas, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, those are so so valuable just to set up that culture and get into a routine mm-hmm. on game day. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, speaking of routine, it didn't look like the uh, Kansas City Chiefs fell out of their routine from uh, the, their Super Bowl run, and their routine was winning because they kicked off their season with a 34-20 to win over the Texans on Thursday. Let's get into the scores of the weekend. The Bills beat the Jets 27-17. The Washington football team... The Washington football team, I'll say it again, upset the Philadelphia Eagles 27-17. to The Green Bay Packers. Undefeated. No. First <laughs> win in franchise history. <laughs> um, the Green Bay Packers get it done against the Minnesota Vikings 43-34. to Aaron Rodgers was like, hmm, so you guys drafted a quarterback, huh? The Ravens beat the Browns by... A ridiculous amount. This is a really the only way I can describe it. Mainly because the Browns decided they just didn't want to score. It was thirty-eight to six. The Jaguars upset the Colts twenty-seven to twenty. The Raiders, thank goodness, pulled out a narrow victory over the Panthers thirty-four to thirty. The Bears upset the Lions twenty-seven to twenty-three. The Patriots and Cam Newton, who had two rushing touchdowns by the way, twenty-one to eleven over the Dolphins. The Seahawks beat the Falcons thirty-eight to twenty-five. The Chargers beat the Bengals because the Bengals missed a last second field goal. We'll get into that later.
1: Oh, we'll get into that.
0: Basically an opposite of what the Chargers were doing all of last year. The Cardinals upset the 49ers twenty four to twenty, which I'm sure we will talk about extensively. The Rams oh, we can talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> the Rams beat the Cowboys twenty to seventeen. Is that an upset? I'm sure for a lot of people it is, but the Rams are a good team, mind you. The Saints in the battle of the aging quarterbacks Drew Reese versus Tom Brady. They beat the Bucks thirty four to twenty three. The Steelers also take care of business against the Giants twenty six to sixteen. And currently as we are filming this show, the Titans and the Broncos are underway. It's the first quarter, zero to zero. Uh, so by the time we get done with this podcast, it'll still be going. Doesn't matter because Sam won the picks this weekend. So congratulations. Woo Must feel nice. Revenge revenge tour, baby. I know, right? We're coming back. Must feel nice. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, I obliterated Sam last season. Um, oh my gosh! Just bent me over two times. Over it three. was it was it was the Titans that really jacked him up <laughs> last season. Uh, kept picking the Titans like six weeks in a row, and he lost. And then when he stopped picking them, they started winning. So
1: about the time they got they switched from Mario to Tannehill you know, was the time that I lost faith. Yep. And then they just cracked right along
0: with. Mm -hmm. All right, man, Mm -hmm. we've got a, we've got plenty of games to pick from. Obviously some are more worth talking about than others. Where do you want to start?
1: Well, just start chronologically, man.
0: All right. So we'll go to the chiefs Texans. All right. Now the game in and of itself was never close. And I think the one thing that stuck out to me the most was the lack of weapons that the Texans had. Oh, (laughs) Oh, in case you
1: if only they had a wide receiver
0: right. i i could have sworn that like i think for the past couple of years they did have one guy on their team i can't remember his name do you remember his name
1: yeah he's the guy that torched the san francisco 49ers oh team.
0: that's right the top 3 top 3 maybe even the best wide receiver in the league oh yeah his name was deandre Hopkins, and they got rid of him for and i'm waiting for an explanation but I don't, I don't for think. David Johnson. David Johnson actually had a coming like a resurgence game. He did have a good game. Um, yeah. He had eleven, and Will Will Fuller had a good game too. Will Fuller did have a good game. Um, he was uh, he had eleven carries for seventy seven yards and one touchdown. That's David Johnson. Will Fuller had eight receptions for one hundred and twelve yards. All right. Um, and Deshaun Watson was running for his life, by the way, which he is the most sacked quarterback over the past, I think it was four years. I think it was four years was the number. It doesn't matter. In recent history of the NFL, he is the most sacked quarterback. The offensive line was pretty abysmal for the most part. Uh, but the lack of weapons that the Texans had was just, it was shocking. Um, and at least on the Chiefs' side, it's the complete opposite.
1: It's the complete opposite. Firing on all... They're firing on all... cylinders.
0: Yeah, it, I, I mean... They already... So they already had Sammy Watkins, right? They already have Travis Kelsey. They have Tyreek Hill, right? And then they had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which... I don't know... I don't know how you describe him, because I was listening to... I was listening to the broadcast and one of the things that they'd said is that his like his combine numbers aren't amazing like he ran 46 um i think he's 57 um short hmm. dude who wasn't you know blazing speed he's not Tyreek Hill fast right and yet they, and yet he goes for 25 carries 138 yards one touchdown right and i think the interesting thing is is that he may not be the guy – he may not be, like, the Christian McCaffrey of the world in terms of, like, measurables that you look for in a running back, but he's exactly what the Chiefs needed, it seems like. And it's scary, what's scary for the Kansas City Chiefs right now, or not scary for the Kansas City Chiefs, scary for the rest of the league, is the one thing that the Chiefs didn't have was a consistent run game. Well, it looks like they got it now.
1: Yeah, they just added another – well, I mean – this is only one game, but it appears that they've added another dimension to this already top in, of the league offense, which is scary yes. for opposing defenses. This keeps defenses defensive coordinators up at night. Yeah,
0: It's extremely scary because you have to account for not only now a number one wide receiver, but also a tight end who's arguably the best tight end in the league. I'd probably say is the best tight end in the league. And now you have a running back who you have to count one out of the backfield. There's no spot on offense where you can, you know, because sometimes, sometimes you can dial up coverages that will leave certain positions more vulnerable, but that's because you have to focus on a different area. Why? You can't do that with the Chiefs. If you focus on Travis Kelsey, well, now you might be putting somebody one-on-one with Tyler Hill, and then vice versa, just everywhere, everywhere else.
1: Yeah, if they get get Edwards Hilaire going early in games, then they run that play action, and it's just going to have Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson just running by DBs, and Mahomes is going to throw it 50 yards over your Mm -hmm. head. And you're just going to look up and be like, uh, okay, get ready for a kick return." pretty much.
0: (laughs) And the Chiefs defense, the Chiefs defense played really well. Really well. Which... Is also something that's terrifying for the league. Yeah.
1: yeah, their pass rush has, ever since I think like the the halfway point of last season, their pass rush has been has established themselves as a formidable force that definitely needs to be thought of when you're game planning. You can't just think about the Chiefs' offense. You got to think about that pass rush. That's if you're sleeping.
0: They're going to put you on the, on the yeah, turf. three sacks on the night and one interception. So, the Kansas City Chiefs, at least in week one, look like the clear, clear best team in the NFL right now. And it's not even close. Hmm. The other thing that came out of that Thursday night game is at the beginning of the game, the Texans and the Chiefs all walked out to the center of the field and they locked arms um, in a... I don't, I don't know if you want to call it a protest, but just a, a sign of unity. It was a showing sh- of unity. Yeah, showing of unity. Yeah, showing yeah. of unity, that is. And the thing that was noticeable, especially on a broadcast that didn't have very many people um, there, I think there were like 17,000 fans there um, was the number mm-hmm. that I heard. There was noticeable boos heard throughout mm-hmm. the stadium. So I've heard a lot about this um, over the past few days. I listened to... Um, a couple of sports podcasts over the weekend, and and that was a large topic of conversation. Um, so, just before I get into any of it, what what did you think about that? Well, it was during. It was before the anthem, wasn't it? Um, I believe so.
1: And it was just a. Uh, it was supposed to be a moment of silence, yeah. right? Um, oh, man, I don't. If I was sitting there. I'd be a little disturbed. Like, what are you booing at? Really? This is like the same thing when um, it came out that Andrew Luck was retiring in the middle of a game. Mm -hmm. And the whole Indianapolis crowd just booed. It's like, is this just a gang mentality? Like, what what exactly are you guys booing at? Mm -hmm. Are you booing at a sign of unity? Well, that doesn't make any sense are you booing because it's a i guess a political stance in your football game okay that's i i feel um, i've heard that as a cause for concern for most fans but whatever the case may be where is, where is the expression gone if you have nothing good to say say nothing at all
0: yeah and one of the things that at least i had heard over the past weekend was it's not like anybody was going out there I'm making some big political speech. It's not like anybody was wearing T-shirts or saying anything like that, which would have been fine. I'm just going to go out there and say that. But all it was, all it was, was a sign of unity. So how do you, how do you Mm -hmm. boo unity? Isn't that what we're all like? (laughs) Isn't that all what we're like striving for in the first place? Like,
1: Nah, you don't. You don't want your Texans and Chiefs mingling. Yeah, I,
0: None it of was that. one of those things where it was like, I feel like, I feel like there are hundreds and thousands of of different things to to boo. But I feel like one of the things that we could all get on the same page for is unity, and yet there were still people booing. One of the things, and it's not even, I don't even think that they were booing the unity thing. They were booing. They were uh-huh. booing something that they didn't agree with. Because think about it this way, if they went out there and they stood together for breast cancer awareness, oh well everybody's gonna clap that because we look clap at that because we look at cancer and we go, Oh yeah, cancer, bad. Easy, clap. Right? If somebody they were supporting veterans, oh well of course support them. Yeah. Oh, clap, 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 support the troops. You go out there and you make a you make a semi whether it's a whether it was political or not, a semi political stance or a stance of unity and you're booing, they weren't booing the unity thing. What they were booing was something that they didn't agree with.
1: Yeah. This was actually a pretty tame. I feel like form of, if you want to go as far as to say protest, I'm putting that in quotations because it wasn't really a foreign protest, but look at the NBA in, in comparison to what the NBA is doing. That was nothing. What the Texas yeah. chiefs did. Right. Right. And if, say, even if, if that was a um, a moment of silence for uh, um, 9-11, mm-hmm. no one would be booing no. that. Or they would be <laughs> forcibly escorted yeah. if they were booing that. So it's just mind-blowing because I feel like there's just a preconception that Oh my gosh! These NFL players are doing this. They must support Black Lives Matter. I hate Black Lives Matter, so I'm booing. Even though I don't think that there was a clear message that it was for Black Lives Matter, it was just unity. Yeah,
0: and uh, Michael Jr. of uh, Golik Jr. and Cheney uh, on uh, ESPN radios um, the little two and a half, the little two minute thing that I just said about it. A large portion of that was from him, and the reason why I'm repeating what he is saying is because. I 100% think he's right. I think he I think he hit the nail on the head. I they're not booing them standing together. They're booing something that they just don't agree with or they don't think belongs in football. And it's one of those things where it's like like I don't understand. And I you sit there and you you hear those boos and I think for anybody who's missing the message on what's going on or who's or who is Legitimately, booing unity, you just kind of got to ignore those people and leave them behind because it's not, you're not trying to reach those people. Those people are the ones who you're never going to get through to. It's the people who aren't booing, who are actually either on the fence or who are actually listening. That's who you want to devote your time to, not the people who are just, you know, whatever, just either ignoring it or left in the past, you know? And I I
1: really hope this doesn't deter other. Um, organizations that want
0: to sh- to show, I hope not uh, symbols of solidarity. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. But that was a, that was a huge storyline coming out of the Chiefs and Texans game, even more so than the game itself, because it was a very, I don't know, uh, disturbing yeah, sound, sight, visualization, shocking. shocking. I mean, yeah, it was it was, it was really. It, Un American. Yeah, it was saddening. It was saddening. <laughs> it was saddening. Um, yeah. So, just shows that we got a long way to go. Yeah, man. very, very much so. Um, so, that was the Thursday night game and the big storylines that came out of the Thursday night game. Obviously, there were a uh, bazillion games played on Sunday. We're not going to be able to do, di- uh, you know, Spend an hour on each game. So we'll sort of hit uh, the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one do you want to start with? Chronologically, looking down at the list.
1: Um, big Oakland Raiders win over the Carolina Panthers. All righty. So uh, can we say it's the Josh Jacobs coming out party? Goodness,
0: well, I don't even know if it's a coming out party because his last, his last season was phenomenal. He got snubbed at for Rookie of the Year, mind you. Um, but uh, he, yeah, he picked out... He picked up right where he left off, and the Raiders are a team who want to give the ball to Josh Jacobs twenty to twenty-five times a game. You want you want the ball in the hands of your best player, and he's their best player. Twenty-five carries, ninety-three mm-hmm. yards, three touchdowns, and they also involved him in the passing game as well. Four receptions, forty-six yards, which is something that they wanted to do. Nice. Which is something that they wanted to do with him last season, um, but they're. Of, for whatever reason, didn't. They had Jalen restarted and DeAndre Washington. DeAndre Washington is no longer on the team. They were more of a threat out of the backfield to catch. With DeAndre Washington being gone, obviously now Josh needs to catch a little bit more, which is something that he did in college. Um, and I think something he's comfortable doing is just not something that was asked of him last year. Uh, but now he's got to do it, and he did a phenomenal job. He averaged 11.5 yards per reception, Yesterday was a small sample size. He only had four receptions, but still. Um, Derek Carr had a very Derek Carr game. Um, 22 completions um, on 30 attempts, so very accurate. 239 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Very much like him. He reminds me of Alex Smith when Alex Smith was in his prime. Not going to turn the ball over. Not going to have a lot of incompletions. Might not have 400 yards, but he'll throw you a touchdown or two, and he's not going to be the reason you lose a game um exactly so yeah i mean he certainly won't be a reason you lose a game and there are times when uh he can win you games too because back when he was back in uh the 2016 season he uh he was it was game winning drive after game winning drive um so he can do that for you but he's gonna put you in positions to win he may not be necessarily the reason you win but he may not be the reason you lose either Mm -hmm. so which i think is what the raiders need yeah
1: i mean I think this, from what we've seen just from game one, and um, this this Raiders team seems like it's built to just hold on to possession and play with leads. Mm-hmm. That's what this offense looks like. I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, 25 carries for Josh Jacobs, they might want to get him to 28, 30 carries, ideally, if they want, because that just means that their offense is just rolling, and they're just – they're working it down oh, the field. What
0: in an ideal world, I'm guessing the way that they're built, they want to run, run, run with Josh Jacobs and then do a quick play action and turn around and go, oh, there's Ruggs five hundred yards down the field. I <laughs> just want mm-hmm. – And by the way, second play of the game. Second play of the game, Ruggs fifty yards down the field. That aired it out to him. Yeah. And it was like, oh wow, Derek's throwing the ball downfield. Well you know why he's throwing the ball downfield? Because now he has somebody who can run downfield. <laughs> Um, and they did get him on a big completion um, in the early parts of that game on a crossing route. Um, he's as fast as advertised. <laughs> he is as fast nice. as advertised. And it, he sort of scared uh, all of us for a little bit because he turned an ankle, um, but he came back uh, later on in the in the game and, uh, and was fine. But the dude is as fast as advertised. He had three receptions for 55 yards. Um, so for your first game – that's not too bad. Darren Waller um, was thrown to a lot in the beginning. Um, didn't target him much in the second half. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, who was sure drops a lot. Cut a cut <laughs> yep, a touchdown. Caught a touchdown. Hunter Renfro, two catches um, for 21 yards, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a 10.5 yard average. He's missed her first down, honestly. Um,
1: what about the defense,
0: Jason? Defense, defense. Here's the thing. The offense this season for the Raiders, I don't think is going to be a problem. I think they have enough to stay in games, and I think they have enough to win you games on offense. It's going to be the defense that is going to be what is either going to win or lose Raiders games. Um, And the thing that was apparent yesterday was they had no pass rush. They had no pass rush at all. Teddy. Oh, what? Uh, I thought Max Crosby was the defensive rookie of the year. Well, yeah, last year, <laughs> but I, what what about going into this season? Well, I thought the 49ers were in the Super Bowl last season. Did they just lose to the Cardinals? They did, but they didn't give up thirty points to the well, Carolina that's Panthers. The same sort of thing. It's the first game of the season.
1: Um, I'm just asking. I'm just asking you. <laughs> uh, you were so high and mighty about Max Crosby, and now you guys don't have a pass boy. rush. That's crazy. It's
0: one game, there, big guy. Uh, oh, I'm I'm just. Going off of what you're saying. Uh, but, yeah, man, Teddy Bridgewater, just he was standing back there, and he never got pressured. He never got pressured. They could never get pressure on him. Jonathan Abram, our stud who we drafted last year, had a great game.
1: Great game. Yeah, led Did the he? team
0: in tackles. That's good. Um, he had nine tackles, which the next closest was from yeah, a safety. From a safety. Um, now, Nick Kow- – I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Kawakowski? Um, our middle linebacker who's supposed to be our uh, play caller uh got injured got injured i don't know if he's out for i don't know how yeah. long he's uh, out for but he got injured um so that's going to stink if he's gone um but
1: can you guys bring back uh Fontes
0: perfect mm, uh i wish <laughs> uh, <laughs> at times <laughs> i wish you know um, but yeah um, it's going to now the raiders defense was the thing that i guess not one, but held the game for them. Carolina Panthers were Mm -hmm. fourth and one uh, on their final drive, and the Raiders stopped them right at the line of scrimmage, which I don't know why they didn't run it with McCaffrey. But uh, they stopped them right there. But the Raiders' success rate this season is definitely going to hinge on on their defense for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a very um,
1: encouraging showing. From uh, Las Vegas. First
0: win in franchise history.
1: <laughs> yeah, first win in the Vegas books. I think this is a very encouraging win for them. I mean, they, it was a, a heavyweight fight going back and forth. Got, Carolina took the lead, Oakland took the lead, and then just back and forth, back and forth. And um, that Carolina offense is no joke. They got Teddy Bridgewater, who's a legit. Winner in this league, they got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. They got Christian McCaffrey, who's going to go for two thousand, two thousand yeah. this year. So that that's a big win for Oakland. I mean, Las Vegas. <laughs> it's okay. It's huge because of their their next their next oh, few games God. to get this win. Yeah. Three. Hey,
0: Michael Thomas. I hear that you're a little bit injured. Feel free to sit out next week. It's okay. Like just take the weekend off. It's all good. Drew Brees.
1: They still got Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, and Alright. Drew Adam Brees, tomorrow.
0: I know I know you're a stud. You're gonna walk into the Hall of Fame. But let's be honest, you're in your forties. Take a break, take a week off. It's all good.
1: All right. I think we need we gotta go quickly to a big upset that I don't think either of us would have bet any money. I think we would have bet a lot of money that the Eagles were gonna walk away with a win
0: against the Washington football yeah, team. I know. And they were and they were up. Big early 17 0 yeah, and then they got shut out in the second half. They didn't score a point in the second half, and Washington scored 20. Wentz,
1: Wentz got sacked eight times, it is, and he had two, two picks.
0: picks. Yeah.
1: That's a rough game for a team that's trying, that's looking, setting their sights to win in this division.
0: Yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, I didn't watch this game that much, I just saw a bunch of highlights. Um, but man, I. And it's funny because you look, <laughs> you look at the stats from Dwayne Haskins, right? Seventeen mm-hmm. for thirty-one for one hundred and seventy-eight yards, one touchdown. They didn't. They didn't have yeah. a running back who rushed for more than forty yards, and they didn't have a wide receiver yeah. who caught more than sixty-five. Who uh, had more than sixty-five yards? So you sit mm-hmm. back and go, well, how do they win this game? Well,
1: well they had short field exactly because. Turnovers. Yeah,
0: and they sacked Carson Wentz eight times. Yeah, they had Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Chase Young. I totally forgot
1: that he was playing one and, one and last a half year. sacks. That dude is that that man child, that guy that looks that makes Jadavian Clowney look yeah. small. Yeah, that that dude's playing for that Washington mm-hmm. D line, and the Eagles got to sort out their own line.
0: Yeah, they do, they do, especially when you have Carson Wentz back there, who's injury prone. You got to protect yeah. that guy. Gotta protect that
1: guy. You don't got Nick Foles this year. All right. Going to one of the games that we highlighted earlier in the day as a potentially good matchup. The Seahawks versus the Dirty Birds, the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Mm. This is a big... This was the Russell Wilson game. That's all I got to say about it. he
0: absolutely uh, was amazing for me on Fantasy this weekend. I must say, 31 for 35... 322 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. The dude
1: executed whatever game plan they were going into it. He executed it perfectly.
0: And then to a T to a T and Chris Carson had a very good game as well, or a very good first half that we Mm -hmm. see caught two touchdowns. He ran for 21 yards. Now I think the, I think the and. I can't say with any confidence that this is going to be their game plan, but the Seattle Seahawks have Carlos Hyde, Chris Carson, right? So do they have a number one running back?
1: Yeah. Yes, it's Chris Carson. Well,
0: yes. But still, there's still – and I say that – the reason why I say that is because Carlos Hyde ran seven times. Chris Carson ran six times. So I'd say Mm. Chris Carson is going to be on the field – more because he's going to be a threat to catch as well, obviously. He had two touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. He had six receptions for 45 yards. So I think, in that sense, he's going to be more versatile than Carlos Hyde. Um, so, he, I guess, is going to be their number one running back, but that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. he's going to get all of the just handoffs in the backfield.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't take a lot from this game because Seattle was up, I think, two scores. Most of the game, and um, why risk injuring Chris Carson? Yeah. They had such bad injury luck in their backfield last year. There's no reason to risk it. Just put Carlos Hyde out there, let him run up, get those um, hard-earned yards late in the game, run the clock down. That's I think that's all mm-hmm. that was.
0: And tell you what, another quarterback that had a gigantic game, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. 32 for for 44, 364 yards, also four touchdowns. Who's he throwing to? Devontae Adams, 14 receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And this other guy, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Scantling, yeah. Four receptions, 96 yards, one touchdown.
1: Even uh, Lazard got a touchdown. Yeah, Lazard got a touchdown. And Jamal Williams also had four receptions. Aaron Rodgers was in complete control Mm -hmm. of this game. It was really good to see. It looked like the Aaron Rodgers of, like, three yeah. years ago.
0: I was sitting there with my dad, and I was like – and we were watching the highlights of Rodgers running around, slinging, doing his sidearm thing, and just making these incredible throws. And, you know, people talk about Patrick Mahomes and the things that he can do. you got to realize that Aaron Rodgers was doing what Patrick Mahomes is doing way before Patrick Mahomes came around.
1: Oh, and Russell Wilson was doing the same exactly. thing, too. They showed a play um, where a D-lineman was, like – Two feet in front of him, in his face, and he side armed it right under the dude's um, armpit, mm-hmm. right to like Chris Carson yeah. or something for twenty yards. I, I
0: know that Patrick Mahomes it might be the best quarterback in the sports right now in the sport right now, but you had Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers reminding everybody that hey, that 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 new kid over in uh, Kansas City, yeah, guess where he got all of his guess where oh. he got all of his tricks from?
1: <laughs> Don't forget about the boy in Baltimore too. He showed out too. It was a good
0: day for quarterbacks. Oh, it was. Well, unless you're Baker Mayfield, who was 21 for 39, 189 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I heard a take from Mike Greenberg this weekend, or I've said this week, that was really interesting to me. He said that the quarterback that has the most pressure on him this season is Baker Mayfield. Mm, Maybe. Because of just... The hype that went into last season, and the obvious letdown that came out of last season, mm-hmm. with the amount of weapons, you just—the way that he described it was—if you look at the names on the back of the Browns jerseys, you'd think yeah. they were a Super Bowl team, and they're not. They, they have a—they have so they have weapons on offense all over the place. They have a very good defense these name wise <laughs> and yet yeah they give up 38 points and they score six points and baker mayfield is like 58 50- hey,
1: hey. there's no shame in giving up and getting blown out to baltimore like i said new head coach new head coach completely new system no preseason games this is just a i think week one is a as feel, a feeling out week it's not only feeling out your opponents but it's feeling out what do we have this is the first time we've, our guys have hit other guys in different uniforms, right? There's something to that. And I think going to pressure, yes, Baker's got to have a lot of pressure. He's the number one pick and he's supposed to be this savior. He carries himself as this savior to Cleveland. But I mean, Phillip Rivers, thinks got to have some pressure going in this season because he's supposed to be the missing piece to Indianapolis. Sam Darnold at some point has to show. He's in the same draft class as Baker Mayfield. He's got to show that he's making the necessary progression in uh, New York. Uh, Josh Allen, if they don't succeed. uh, Kirk Cousins, if they don't succeed. I mean, there's definitely guys all around the league that have immense – And Josh Allen
0: had a very good game as well, 33 for 46, 312 Mm -hmm. yards, two touchdowns. And he also ran 14 times for 57 yards. The dude's athletic. By the way, if you guys haven't been watching Buffalo, the guy can run. He's fast and he's big too.
1: He's a big country boy that gets downhill, yeah, and
0: he's got an absolute cannon strapped to his shoulder, um, even just as much as Mahomes. Um, so the Bills played really well this weekend as well. Um, you know who didn't play well this weekend was the guy who you uh, you alluded to, Philip Rivers.
1: Big, big ben Phil.
0: Philip Rivers. Big Phillip Rivers.
1: Yeah, it's a tough, tough opening now, game. Now, he
0: threw 46 times, which I don't think is ideal for any quarterback. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, he completed 36, though, so he had a fairly decent um, in that sense. He threw one touchdown, but he also completed two passes to the other team, which is what you're going to get from Phillip Rivers. But that's also what you might expect if you have your quarterback throw 46 times.
1: Well, they, the unfortunate thing for Indianapolis – is there Marlon Mack? It, it appears he tore his ACL early in this game, so he's out for the yeah, rest of the year. Yeah, non-contact injury, tough loss. Uh, they, luckily, they picked up Jonathan uh, Taylor in the second round, the running back from uh, Penn State, right? <laughs> or is it Ohio State? Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Madison. Hey, the- oh, Wisconsin. Okay, they, but he's he uh, played pretty well. Uh, backing up max so they should be fine in that department it's just it's tough when you go into a game game and you expect a guy to have a big game and he just gets injured i i think that that is something that's i think people undervalue as can take like totally totally
0: deflate the team. and on the other side gardner mitchute 19 for 20 137 yards three touchdowns great
1: if he keeps the if he keeps this up he's gonna lose his job they're trying to lose in Jacksonville.
0: Somebody needs to tell Minshew Mania they're trying to lose. <laughs> Are they tanking for Trevor? Hell yeah. Well, you know who's not tanking for Trevor? The 49ers. Please explain to me what happened yesterday.
1: Um, There's two, two big things. First off, I'm not trying to make any excuses about anything. Um... I think Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, hit, played really well uh, yesterday for us. So Sunday, um, and DeAndre Hopkins, that dude is a first down every time he touches the ball. 14, especially against fourteen
0: receptions, hundred and fifty yards.
1: Yeah, I mean it didn't matter if we put Richard Sherman on him or, uh, oh gosh, our other corner. Oh, but other than that. This game, I'm the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo fan you'll ever find. He really is. I think in this country. Jimmy did not play well.
0: 19 for 33, 259 yards, two touchdowns.
1: The stats look good, but his he just missed so many throws. There was a the throw to, uh, first off, the throw that almost got George Kittle broken in half. George Kittle is sitting there in the flats and he almost airmails him and Kittle has to rise up to get it. And he gets a, a shoulder pad right into his knee. And it was like, Holy cow. Our season was just ended in the first game. That was bad. <laughs> and he only attempted, I think like what five passes to wide receivers all day. Um, Kittle was out. So he's literally just throwing to Raheem Moster and Jarek McKinnon, who, Good for Jarek McKinnon to be back. The dude hasn't played in 900 days, 900 plus days. Mm -hmm. And he gets to play and he gets a touchdown in his first game back. That's really, really cool to see. Um, But just the ball, like Jimmy just overthrew guys. He underthrew Kendrick Bourne, who was wide open in the end zone. Um, The telecast is talking about how he's just not throwing. He's not confident in his... uh, in his throws to wide receivers, he's just a tad late at times, which was tough to see. Oh, man. But to Jimmy's defense, if you were to go to any quarterback and tell them that you're taking away their two best targets, how do you think they would play? Right. Right? And that's what happens. I mean, Debo Samuel's out, which is their number one. And Brandon Ayuk, who they just spent a first-round pick on, was mm-hmm. gone. So we knew going in that all that was going, and they still had the opportunity to win. They still, I think, controlled this game for the most part. They had a blocked punt, a fluky block punt, which was a great play by a special teams guy on, on the Cardinals that set up an easy touchdown for them. I think the the punt was like the blocked punt was inside the ten, and then they just had a nice rollout to. Uh, I think Murray just threw it right to the running back, and then oh man, okay, that just switches the momentum right there. So and then and then the the Niners got stopped on fourth and one on the goal line. So you, there's just all these things that go on, and you still only lose by four. Mm-hmm. So the ceiling, the roof isn't burning down; it isn't falling upon them. Yes, it sucks that they're <laughs> in sole possession of last place in the <laughs> NFC West. But if you think that this Niners team is done, you're sadly mistaken. I mean, the fact that they get the game, a game done with, with Kyler Murray is huge because he was a kryptonite for them last year. That pass rush just is, is nullified because the guy can go out and run for 100 yards on scrambles. So now they get to regroup. I think they get, what, like the Dolphins, and then um, they get two really poor teams next. Mm. Uh, the Jets. Is it?
0: They have the Jets and Giants. Yeah, so they get to just
1: regroup. Then they get the Eagles, then the Dolphins, and then they get a nice divisional matchup against the Rams. So they have time to just regroup, figure it out, get healthy too, which is huge for them, and just get back on the right on track and just steamroll the rest of the teams in their uh, schedule.
0: I don't know about Steamroll. Team of Seattle looks pretty nice, but we'll see.
1: And it's it's week one. It is
0: week one, which we have alluded to that it's sort of a preseason game for everybody. Um,
1: but no excuses because the Niners did not play. Oh, and another thing. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm taking so long, Jason. Fun. It's just all running through my head. The Niners, for a team that was in the Super Bowl last season, looked more undisciplined than the Arizona Cardinals all day. Mm -hmm. They had two plays where Kyler Murray slides and they have a late hit. It was minimal contact. They weren't big hits. It was just you're not allowed to do that. And they're gifting them 30 yards right there. And then there was another. They had um, Arizona stopped on Arizona's own seven-yard line, and they forced a three and out. And it's like, oh my gosh! Like that play, then uh, Murray throws it out of bounds, and it's like, oh my gosh, that's intentional grind. That might be a safety. And all of a sudden, there's a hold on the backside of the play, and it's like your guys are just shooting yourself in the mm-hmm. foot. Every play, you're you're trying to get off the field right now against a stacked Arizona Cardinals uh-huh. offense. Like let's let's not beat around the bush. The Arizona Cardinals have weapons, and to hold that team to 24 points is a pretty successful for an Irish defense, mm-hmm. I think. It's just, oh, the mind-numbing penalties. Just stupid plays. They were what the
0: Raiders have been for a long time on penalties yesterday. If, if
1: you're Kyle Shanahan,
0: you're just... You're, you're livid. You
1: <laughs> get those guys into the into the locker room after the game and just light their ass up.
0: Just for discipline. This
1: is This game is going to wake their... Wake them up for sure.
0: Well, let's find out next week when they take on the Jets. Now the poor Jets. I know, because they're gonna get an angry 49ers team.
1: Sam Darnold better be sacked like at least five times. <laughs> well, Nick Nick Bosa looked really good. Well, he
0: didn't have a sack.
1: He was just in the backfield every play. Like just watching it, it's so hard to sack Kyler yeah. Murray. I think what did they only have one sack? I'm not sure. I think they only had one and it was in, like, the first quarter. But, yeah, they couldn't – every time they get pressure on him, he would just escape out and get 10 yards, which sucks that Jimmy G can't do that.
0: Right. Um, I think one of the uh, – moving on from the 49ers game, because we spent yeah, so much on. time on it, which is all good, because um, we definitely needed to. Um, I think one of the mashups we'll – reca- we'll just do a quick little recap of the rest of the games. The Buccaneers-Saints game – Um. Well, I think it was a big game that a lot of people were looking forward to. The Buccaneers drove down their first drive. Tom Brady ran in for a touchdown. Bucs went up seven to zero. But then the Saints rattled off seventeen straight points. And it wasn't super close after that. Um, t- Tom Brady mm-hmm. had a he had an average game. Wasn't I'd say below average game for Tom Brady. He was twenty three for thirty six, two hundred thirty nine yards, two touchdowns, but he also threw two picks. Um, Drew Brees mm-hmm. was 18 for 30, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Weird game for Drew Brees in the sense that normally he throws for way more than that, normally double than that. Um, so that was interesting in that sense. Uh, but a good game um, from the Saints overall. Um, mm-hmm. The Cowboys and Rams game. Um,
1: I thought this was a really good game. It was a
0: really good game, actually. and it was But it was exactly what... The Cowboys have been the past couple of years,
1: you know. I don't think that's super fair because I feel like the Rams return to form. I think
0: I think the Rams are going to be good.
1: They have uh, Acres and Brown, and they have a third guy, don't they? And they they're just Brown, rotating Malcolm running backs, Brown. and they're pop. Yeah, Malcolm Brown and then Cam Acres. They're just rotating these guys out, and they're getting six yards, seven yards a pop. Yeah. They're o line. Played so well, and I'm so glad that their O line was highlighted throughout the game, throughout the um, broadcast. And Robert Woods, oh stud. man, he
0: absolutely went. I, and I, <laughs> I haven't been fantasy too, and it was one of those things where like, oh shoot, I yeah. have a rooting interest in this Rams game. And then the first drive, they yeah. threw to him three times. I was like, oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jared Goff looked in complete control. He looked so comfortable. It, it's just crazy that he didn't look at all this good a year yeah. ago, and Dallas. To Dallas' credit, I thought they played well. They got a great game from Zeke. Yeah. And they were a controversial offensive pass pass interference call away. They also missed a field goal, too. So this game was close. I thought both teams, I think, reassured their fan bases.
0: Yeah. You know who played really well for the Cowboys? Name we haven't heard in a Hmm. long time? Alden Smith.
1: Oh, my gosh. I heard... I heard it so much.
0: He He's the front runner to win comeback oh, players. He had six tackles, one sack, and he had a nice deflection early in the game, too. Good for him. I think they said he hadn't played a game in five years. Yeah. Five years. Let's remind you guys: Alden Smith, when he was drafted, was <laughs> a mean machine.
1: <laughs> yeah, him on the other side of uh, Justin Smith, they were. They were the best defense for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah.
0: And he came up. And he was the key part Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. Um, and then I didn't catch the Steelers in the Giants game. Um...
1: Um, again, both teams, I think, played really well. Giants have some holes. And the Steelers' defense, they are just throwing bodies yeah. at da- at Daniel Jones tonight. And the Steelers' defense looks really good. And Ben Roethlisberger not being asked to do a lot. Their offense looked Really good, with just weapons all around, with um, uh, Washington, Johnson, and Juju balled out.
0: Yeah, yeah, two touchdowns. Not a lot of yards, but two touchdowns will get it done any day of the week.
1: Yeah, he, he was a good decoy, though. He, he um, got a lot of coverage onto him, and then they just dump it down to uh, Washington and mm-hmm. Johnson.
0: So Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger was 21 for 32, 229 yards, three touchdowns, and probably the most important stat for somebody who's coming back from injury, no picks.
1: And no injury. no injury. (laughs) And he didn't get hit, I think, very big. Yeah,
0: so there you go. Um, So Sam takes the cake for picks. He is up 1-0 for the season. So let's do a rapid-fire pick for this upcoming Mm -hmm. weekend. Let's go Bengals Browns. Browns. I agree. I agree. Which is, I want to pick the Bengals. Uh,
1: They played well. They did play well. Oh,
0: we didn't talk about it. No, we didn't. We could talk about it for a second. Just really quickly. Just really, really Mm -hmm. quickly. What were you thinking when they went up for that that game time? I was thinking, Dear Lord, I hope the Chargers don't win.
1: It was a chip shot. It was like less than 30 yards. It was really close. And then he goes up. It was uh, Reggie Bullock. He goes up to kick it. And he has a, uh, what, calf cramp yeah. or something? As soon as it happens, and he hits it like he shanks it. That's such an a awful way to lose your, your uh, NFL debut after you play well if you're Joe
0: Burrow. I know. That's he let it. him down the field. He, he, did, he ran the two-minute offense, got him all the way down there, did exactly what he needed to do. And that's
1: kind of a perfect situation for him. He's got A.J. Green. Who looks as good as he ever has? He's got Tyler Boyd. He's got John Ross. He's got uh, Joe Mixon. They've got Lionel. weapons. That's that's got to be a nice situation for him to yeah, come. They've to. got
0: weapons for sure.
1: But with all that said, they're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, all
0: right, so we got the Bears, Giants. I got the uh, I got the Bears. I got the Bears. Alrighty, Um, let's go Eagles, Rams. Eagles are at home. Man, I'm gonna go Rams. I know. I want to go Rams too. I the I don't know. That offensive line is really worrying me in Philly. Mm -hmm. Um, Cowboys, Falcons. I think that's gonna be a sneaky good game.
1: Uh, Cowboys at home.
0: Cowboys at home. I I think only because the Cowboys are at home, I'm gonna pick them. Um, Even though
1: home field doesn't seem to be an advantage, no, I really. just think. yeah,
0: uh, P- Panthers at the Bucks.
1: I'm going to go Bucks. Yeah, I think the
0: Bucks are going to rebound and they're going to beat the Panthers too. Plus, I think they just have way more um, on offense, which is insane to say because the Panthers have a very good offense as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good division right good there. Division. That's the best offensive division in football. Yeah, I think down. so.
0: Uh, 49ers, Jets. i got
1: the Niners. Gosh, I hope the Niners win. Uh, Titans, (laughs) Jaguars.
0: I'll take the Titans. Uh, I'll take the Steelers over the Broncos, too. I'll take the Steelers. I'll take the Packers over the Lions. Yep. The Bills over the Dolphins. Yep. All right. Cardinals over Washington.
1: I'm going to take the Cardinals. All right,
0: so Vikings and the Colts. I'm gonna take the Vikings. Dude, we're gonna have to go different on one
1: game at least. <laughs> are you taking the are you taking yes, the Vikings? I I'll take the, I'll take the Colts. No, don't
0: do it yet, don't do it yet. No, I'm, I'm taking the Colts. Okay. Vikings and then Sam's got the Colts, all right? Um don't do it just because. Uh-huh. it's not just because.
1: I was I was uh, swaying. Uh, they could
0: win that game, honestly.
1: If we're going off of paper, yeah. <laughs> they should yeah, win every game. <laughs>
0: um, Ravens, Texas. I got the Ravens. Ooh, um, yeah,
1: I think the Ravens.
0: I'll take the Chiefs over the Chargers. Yep. I'll take the Seahawks over the Patriots.
1: Just Patriots played well. Cam
0: played really well, but they don't have enough firepower. He did.
1: I don't think, he, to play with He did Seattle. play well,
0: and that's one game we didn't talk about very much, so I'll read you quickly um, Cam stats. He was 15 for 19, 155 yards, and he ran two touchdowns, and he didn't throw an interception, which I think is the most important thing uh, for him right yeah. now. It
1: was against Miami, but still, it's good to Ronnie see Ryan
0: Fitzpatrick, back. three that... interceptions, yikes.
1: Yeah, Fitzpatrick, baby. I'm going to take Seattle.
0: Yep, and then... Uh... And then I have to pick the Raiders because, you know, it's the Raiders, so. No, you don't. I pick, yeah, I never once last year I don't think I picked against the Raiders. I have to. It's just, I have to. Well, I'm taking New Orleans for sure. All right, well, that's two games. So, one of us mm-hmm. has to flip somewhere.
1: Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to take uh, the Eagles.
0: Ooh, that's not a bad one to flip on.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking that's the safest to flip on.
0: That's not a bad one to flip on. Do I? I could. uh, Do I want you to flip? I could take the Falcons over the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what I was. I was sort of leaning towards that a little bit. How confident are you in your Eagles flip? (laughs) (laughs) I'm winging it. I don't know. I can. I can take the Falcons over the Cowboys if you want to stay with the Rams. I'm gonna stay with the Rams, okay. and we'll stick with that. So those are our picks for next week, and I think that's a good recap of the NFL. We spent an hour on the man. That was
1: a long yeah, was recap. Was a long
0: recap, which doesn't leave us a ton of time for the NBA. In my quick little movie review, but there is a much more NBA going on. You know, it's not like we have a bunch of games to talk about. We get we get to preview games. We seven. really do, and you know, it's really that's that's what we need to talk about is Game Seven. Now the Celtics, the Celtics beat the Raptors. So that happened when we were yep. uh, after we recorded. So the Celtics <laughs> wrap it up against the Raptors.
1: I think I think we both picked the Celtics. We to did win that. We did, and
0: it gave honestly, it gave me the Eastern Conference series that I wanted to see that I thought was going to be the. It's going to be cool. Yeah, the Heat because that's two very deep teams going against each other. It's tough for the Heat to win though because they've been off for what like almost two weeks, it seems like. When was their last game? Let a week and a back. half. Their last game
1: September 8th. Was, yeah, September 8th. Oh, just kidding. Man. Maybe a week. They've been, they haven't been playing for a mm-hmm. week. That's like tough. Play
0: tomorrow. Um, yeah, I think the Celtics are going to be, f- uh, well, the heat are going to be fresher, but the Celtics are going to be warm. <laughs> um, if you kind of get what I'm saying. Uh,
1: No, totally. Um,
0: It'll be an interesting matchup. Two very deep teams. And two teams who have played... It's interesting. I think the Heat have obviously, in my opinion, which wasn't a very good sentence, but the Heat, in my opinion, have played better than the Celtics. The Celtics should have been up Mm 6-0 in a series of seven. They had a chance to win (laughs) all of the games, and they didn't. Um... I feel like the the Celtics just have not played as well as they as well as they should have so far. So if the Celtics play well, I see no reason why they can't get past the Heat. But the Heat have just been rolling.
1: Miami has a clear advantage, I think, because they're going to have Bam Adebayo being guarded by Tice. I don't know how capable Tice is of guarding. Bam. So I think that gives them a clear advantage. But the Celtics wing players have an advantage over seemingly every team yeah, in I this league. Say,
0: probably the best wing you know, front in the league.
1: Because you have... I mean, you could put Jay Crowder on Tatum, which is pretty nice if you're a Miami fan. I think you take that. You have... Or Iggy on mm-hmm. Tatum. And you have uh, Butler on Brown. And then you have Drogic and Nunn on... Walker, that's actually not that yeah. bad. Then you got to count
0: for Marcus Smart too. True. So, it's going to be an interesting series. I don't like should we pick who we think we're going to who's going to win that series? Yeah, we can. Um God, I haven't really thought about it that much. I didn't realize we were going to be doing this still now. Um
1: I'm going to go um I'm going to go Miami. And I'm thinking it's going to go 7. I'm just
0: just to be contrary, I'll just take the Celtics, and I was going to say seven as well, um, but I'll take the Celtics. Um, I think Miami loses Game One and goes on to win. I seven. actually think I want to see Miami win, but that'd be so cool. Yeah, like I, I think it would be really cool to have the Heat, who probably who weren't expected to make it this far, make it all the way to the finals. I think it'd be awesome.
1: What if, what if they
0: win? Well, to do it in the fashion that they... First of all, to do it in the way that they have. You know? Just, like, rolling through the bucks, Which mm-hmm. I don't think anybody thought anybody was going to do.
1: Uh-huh.
0: They've only lost one game this playoffs.
1: Would you, uh, would you put Jimmy Butler in the GOAT conversation? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i definitely put him in the, uh, one of the best players in the league conversation if he does that. Oh, he get major kudos. Mm-hmm. You know what he he would get the he would get the praise that James Harden is not getting. For Which, sure. By the way, Mike D'Antoni not returning as the Rockets head coach next season.
1: Probably for the best. I think that so. that ran it, of course. I think so
0: it was what you were saying. You know, what, sort of a, a one trick pony, and once that you know the trick might work once, but not twice.
1: Yeah, the Lakers definitely figured them out. Uh,
0: <laughs> after game one,
1: yeah.
0: like <laughs> oh, that and was I'm nice. Not,
1: I don't think the Houston experiment with Westbrook and Harden is done. I just think they need a little bit of revamping. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe if Daniel House played, that could have been the difference. <laughs>
0: well, he's in his house right now.
1: <laughs> he's in the doghouse yeah. right now.
0: Um, so <clears throat> game eight, seven. seven. Do the Nuggets want an easy series? Like, come on. They, they keep going to their last four playoff series have been game seven. Wow.
1: That's insane. And they've won two in a row in this series. They were down 3-1. I just don't see. I'd be shocked if the Nuggets win.
0: So Kawhi Leonard last game, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Exactly what you would expect from him. And Paul George, 33 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. He's been playing better this series. Lou dropped 14. So Michael Green had 11. Really? But there wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to match nope. the best center in the league, by the way. Jokic, 30. He's play
1: he's really establishing himself
0: that. So t- I, I said it center. at the beginning of the season, if you remember Jokic, I was on the hype train for Jokic. 34 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists. Jamal Murray is establishing himself as a star player in this league. 21 points, 5 Mm -hmm. rebounds, 5 assists. Um, Gary Harris had a great game. 16 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists. Michael Porter Jr. had a very good game, too. Mm -hmm. They have weapons.
1: Oh, for sure. We talked about that in the Utah series yeah. when they were playing Utah. I mean, Denver is a stacked roster. I mean, the Clippers are a stacked roster. Every roster so far is stacked, but it's just this coming-of-age story for Denver.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think one of the yeah. one of the biggest um, factors of the game was it was just their shooting percentage. I think it really just comes down to that. The Denver mm. shot 54%. The Clippers shot 41, and the cl- the Nuggets were 48% from the three-point line.
1: How many did uh, Gary Harris have in the last two games? Points?
0: Yeah. Gary Harris had 16 points in game six, and we go back to, oh, that's game four. Hang on. Okay. Where's – oh, yes.
1: Did he not play? it? Oh,
0: okay. oh, here we go. Um – So, where is he at? 16, and then... Sorry, I was looking for game five. Okay, here we go. Game five. He had seven.
1: Yeah. He is streaky. He is. But he's definitely the key, because Jokic is going to get his. He's putting up 30 every game with almost a triple-double every Mm. game. So we know Jokic is going to do his. It's just... Jamal Murray needs help on the wing because he's going to get Kawhi or Paul George or Patrick Beverly yeah. every possession. So it's up to Gary Harris to play off of Jamal Murray. And if he's going to make shots, then they're going to win. Yeah, Simple.
0: Yeah.
1: But he's just been streaky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, again, I think it's Clippers. I think Clippers just I, yeah, shut it, shut it down.
0: I think so, too. And it, it's, it's not even – the Nuggets, let's just – I mean, I think it's easy to say the Nuggets have been playing better than the Clippers as of recent, obviously. Yeah. But I think when it comes down to it, I think the Clippers' roster is just going to, at game seven, just go, yeah, we're not going to lose this game.
1: And if they don't, then, oof,
0: they, they deserve to be lit up. Oh, yeah, 100%. A hundred percent. And I think that, I mean, it's obviously the series everybody wants to see. Want to see the Clippers and the Lakers go at it, you know? But the way that the way that the Clippers have been playing, you almost think that right now the better series would be the Nuggets and the Lakers. Um, yeah. I honestly think either way, you'd get a really good series. Because, and it'd be for two different reasons. You know, you'd have Kawhi versus LeBron, which would be awesome. Yep. But then you flip it you get the nuggets. Well, now you got Davis versus Jokic. Yep. So I think you have two different storylines in that sense.
1: And Jamal Murray more likely pops off. Exactly. Against the
0: Lakers. Mm-hmm. And it would be a good series either way, I think.
1: Denver's not a good matchup for LA.
0: I don't think so. I don't I don't think so either. But LA is playing so well. They're playing so well. They're just rolling through
1: everything right now. I'm not buying into the playoff Rondo hype, but he definitely is making a difference. Mm -hmm. Their whole team is just rolling because LeBron is rolling and AD is playing easy.
0: It looks like the Lakers are just going to walk to a championship, almost. I think they're they're not going to a
1: game seven in the conference finals. They're beating either team in six. I I would agree with that.
0: I would agree with that. Which pains me to say. I pains both of us to say.
1: They're just rolling.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: LeBron's hitting threes. AD's hitting elbow jumpers. Like you can't stop them right now.
0: Yeah, and if, and if Danny Green is hitting threes, then there's somebody else you have to worry about. If Kuzma's playing well. Rondo's just taking pressure off LeBron for running the offense. Yep. And you're getting production from Kuzma. Yeah. And I already said. And you get um,
1: you get Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee back into this Mm -hmm. series.
0: They're actually allowed to play. Yeah. Markeith Morris is playing really well. Sixteen points, three rebounds, three assists, and they close that game.
1: Yeah, he played really well. Um, once they inserted him into the starting lineup, he was, the, he was a game changer. Yeah, for sure. That hurts. It hurts because if Bryson were to listen to this, I would never hear the end of it. <laughs> but I think the Lakers, clear in a way, if they don't win this championship, there's something wrong. I agree. Because the way they're playing and the teams that are left, which team do you think we, uh, pose the hardest challenge in the East? For the Lakers.
0: So you got to think about matchups.
1: hmm. Who's going to guard LeBron?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Pretty much.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Miami would probably be the hardest because they could put Bam on a. don't know. I was going to say would Boston. would kind of work.
0: Oh. The only reason I would say Boston, would just because... I think what you – you're going to lose the battle against Davis because Tice is not going to guard him. But I feel like the amount of wing players that the Celtics have, like Mm -hmm. I like the matchup, except for whoever LeBron is guarding. I would take any of the Celtics' wing players. I would take Tatum, Brown, Kemba, or Marcus Smart against any of the Lakers' wing players minus LeBron.
1: Yeah. I think when Boston plays them, don't they switch off smart and brown guarding LeBron? I'm pretty I, sure. I,
0: would, I think that would be the smartest thing to do.
1: Yeah, which is, it's not that bad. No, it's not. The way LeBron's playing and the way that they now have Rondo now handling it, he could take both those players in the post, but both those players are skilled enough and quick enough that they're going to pose challenges mm-hmm. to LeBron. So either way, it's going to be. This
0: NBA season's looking good, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Um so that's your NBA news for you guys. Um and uh, to sort of wrap up the show uh I saw a movie. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait.
1: Tennis. Talk. Oh, you want to do that first. Dominic team fun. ends up winning the US Open. Well deserved for him, first major of his career, and uh, Naomi Ahsoka wins her second U.S. Open and third major overall. The new goat. She's she's looking like she she could be uh, on her she's way, moving her way. But it's her third major in like two years. That's not that's not shabby. Not too
0: bad. We were just talking about a couple of shows ago about all the young stars in sports right now. She wasn't on that list for people that we mentioned, but I think that's just be just because we forgot about her. But she should be on that yes. list.
1: Yeah, she's a a global mm-hmm. star, a, a rising star, absolutely for sure. Once Serena hangs it up, she's just going to slot oh, right absolutely. in. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Do you want to talk about the
1: Joker thing? Um, just a little. It it puts a little asterisk on Dominic Tim's win. Because he ends up beating Medvedev in the semifinals, which was a huge win. I think that was a five-setter. And then he wins against, um, I'm not even going to attempt to say the guy he went up against name. And he wins that in five. So which is just a, a monumental win for Dominic Team, who's been a top ten guy for the last couple of years. Um, but it's just shadowed in controversy because the overall favorite... Was knocked out pretty controversially. So
0: give everybody a quick rundown of what happened.
1: So, n- world number one Novak Djokovic, who's been dominating world tennis for the probably five years, um, five plus years, has was in a matchup against. I think it was the quarterfinals um, against the twentieth ranked. Who again? Tennis names. They're come from all across yeah. the world. I'm not even going to attempt. To pronounce but he's he's in a a pretty frustrating i think first set and in frustration at his own play he goes at the end of a point he goes to slam a ball against the back wall so if you guys have ever seen tennis before it's a court surrounded by walls and then there's stands above and there's uh, ball people that are there to retrieve and shag balls and there's line judges that are calling ins and outs right Um, so he goes to hit a, hit a ball straight behind him, no looking in frustration to the back wall, just trying to hit the wall. And he accidentally pegs a lines person in the neck with the ball, no looking contact of the ball. He's his head is turned the other way. If he meant to do it on purpose, then wow, the dude is better than we all think, (laughs) but he hits this, uh, lines woman. In the neck, she falls. He realizes what happens, he runs over, and after everything is talked about, the rest of them come to the conclusion that he is disqualified from the tournament.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, people have talked about it. That's the official rules. It's just a sucky way to, um, I guess, show appreciation to your world number one who came out to the U.S. To compete in this U.S. Open under all the controversy, all the cloud of
0: COVID, mm-hmm.
1: and it's just it's just a sucky way that that had to happen.
0: Yeah, and I watched it, and it was clearly an accident. It was yeah. clearly an accident. It,
1: but don't I mean don't it, you shouldn't be doing no. That. You know, there's people there. Yeah. I don't know how many times Djokovic has done that in it in a match and is not hit someone, but just. That's kind of boneheaded. I feel like, in a sense, yeah. But uh, but I mean, it, it, yeah. I I've, I've been there. I've shown
0: frustration, and again, it happens. Yeah, it's just it's a shame that the rule is disqualification. Mm-hmm. Because
1: you wish you wish it was just like lose the set yeah. or something. Yeah, you just
0: act like you accidentally hit somebody and you you lose your chance at winning the tournament like it was it was a complete he clearly did it on accident it's not like it's not like Mason Rudolph swinging a helmet <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah
1: you, oh no Miles Garrett swinging that oh yeah at, at Mason, Mason
0: Rudolph. Rudolph yeah i'm sorry do you remember
1: a couple of years ago when Russell Westbrook was in was a thunder and he threw a ball at the ref and it hit the ref in the head mm. do you remember mm. that and he thought that the ref, uh, like, saw what was happening. But he, like, chucked <laughs> it across the court. And I think he got ejected. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But it's just weird that that's, um, like, it's so harsh in tennis. Yeah. Oh, and that actually is perfect. Because did you watch the, um, what was it? The Detroit-Chicago game. mm Chandler Jones, one of the best defensive players in the league, was demonstrating what David Montgomery did to him during a play in, like, the second quarter. And he's, he was trying to tell the ref that he was um, putting his head down on contact to try to get, like, helmet-to-helmet helmet or, like, just his dangerous plays. And he demonstrated it on the ref. Mm-hmm. And he pushed the ref, the ref over by slamming – not slamming, but – Pushing his helmet into the ref's chest, and he got ejected.
0: <laughs> I missed. That. Is that is that a little extreme? Well, I guess it would depend on how hard he did it. And I feel like the ref, if he's listening to Chandler Jones explain it, should understand that he's just trying to show. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're not allowed to put your hands on the ref. It's, I mean, letter of right. the law, and that's kind of letter of the law with tennis with the with the
1: right. right. So I guess it's kind
0: of the same thing, but.
1: Like, is dumb, for yeah. sure. But it's also, like, the dude just put his helmet on your chest.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you're really going to kick him out for that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just interesting that all those things, it just comes full it circle. It really
0: does. And nice job making that connection, too.
1: You know, as long as you ramble for, like, ten straight
0: minutes, you might get somewhere. Yeah, yeah, eventually. yeah eventually, just a word, word barf, it'll sound, you, know, you might stumble across the gym every once in a while.
1: All right, if you guys like listening to Jason Russell speak, you're going to love this next half hour of the show. Take it away, nah, Jason.
0: it's not going to be half an hour. I'm just going to keep it really short. <laughs> sure. um, yeah, so uh, my girlfriend, Brie, and I we went to go see a movie in theaters for the first time, it seems like, in a millennia. And for somebody who loves movies, like a movie theater is like home. Um, so it was awesome to just go to the movies. Um, the way that they have it working right now um, is, as far as my knowledge is, you purchase tickets online, and you can purchase them when you get there. But you purchase tickets online, and instead of having the seat, both seats next to you empty, they actually have uh, two seats next to you empty. So it's yeah. Huh. So it, you have two empty chairs on both sides of you. Wow, that's pretty nice. So, you have a ton of space. Um, And for somebody who doesn't like sitting elbow to elbow with strangers at a movie theater, it's heaven. Um, So, we ended up going to the movies, and it was just us two and, like, three other people. So, there weren't a lot of people in the theater to begin with. Um, But uh, we saw Tenet, which is definitely a movie you should see in theaters, for sure. Okay. Uh, that's good yeah, if you want to get the full experience of the movie, you definitely want to see it in theaters. I'll keep it very brief. If that movie doesn't win an Oscar for visual effects, I have no idea what will. <laughs> uh, okay. I, like I honestly have no idea what will what would win because you have people because there's no CGI in the movie, there's no CGI, and yet somehow they're able to pull off people running forward and ex- and shooting and acting like everything's normal while behind them there's stuff going on going backwards so you have people running forward like it's normal and then an explosion going like into the ground or a missile coming out of the ground like a bomb is coming out of the ground while somebody's running forward so you sit there and you go i have no idea how the special effects team was able to do that um and then mm-hmm. watching the fight scenes when one guy's going forward and the other guy looks like he's going backwards was really interesting. The fight scenes were really cool. John David Washington is kind of a new actor for me. I didn't see, I didn't watch him in Black Klansman. I haven't seen Black Klansman, so this was actually the first movie I think I've seen with him in it. Um, he did very well. Um, I like him. I re- I nice. really am starting to like Robert Pattinson. Uh-huh. Um, which I wanted to watch Robert Pattinson movies before Batman. Um, so he was great. The bad guy was uh, was fine. He did exactly what he needed to. I I liked He's he fine. was fine. I mean like he there are fine. certain movies where like the villain like stands out um, and he wasn't like a stand now villain but he was good. He wasn't like he didn't like hurt the movie at all. Um, okay. And uh, so that was really cool. Um so I liked the uh, special effects. I liked the performances. The movie itself, the movie itself, I thought was just okay. Um, oh, oh and, geez, here's, and here's the reason why I say that. I think to really appreciate that movie, you're going to have to see it, watch an explanation video of it, and then go watch it again. And the reason why I say that is because the movie was so frustrating, so confusing that it became frustrating. Um, it was confusing, like, during it? Yeah, like, there was, so, at the very beginning, at the very beginning, like, five minutes into the movie, they give you, like, a very small explanation of what's going on. So, in the trailer, remember when he's, like, catching the bullet in the gun? And then he's messing with the bullet in his hand?
1: So, like... Time for him is moving forward, but time around him is going so there, backwards. Is what I kind of yeah. Have... There
0: are certain, and I want to. I don't want to give away anything um, to you or any of the audience members, but yeah, basically there are objects that are moving backwards, like basically people from the future are sending. To, it,
1: I can't oh, even. I can't, yeah,
0: it has to. It it kind of feels like the people in the future are controlling the past in a sense, but it's. It's really interesting, like, in that sense to try... It's it's an interesting idea for a movie. And it's something that I need to watch a video on. An explanation video to really understand it. Because the beginning of the movie, I thought I understood it. With the bullet catching and him moving the bullet, I really thought I understood it. And then there were parts... And then moving along in the movie, I was like, okay, I don't know why this is going on. And then... <laughs> and then, you, and then you think, oh, okay. Well, now I understand it. And then ten minutes later, you're like, nope, I'm back to square one. I don't know why this is going on. Um, there were there were parts that made sense, but then there were other mm-hmm. parts where I was like, okay, this makes sense, but because this makes sense, something else now d- doesn't make sense. And for me, at least for me, and somebody who really mm-hmm. pays who really pays attention to movies. It was so confusing at points that it actually became frustrating. No, I get that a lot. I mean, because
1: it's kind of like a mystery movie. Because you don't really know what's going on and you're just hoping. Because your mind, it it makes your mind think. It makes you be an active viewer where you're trying to deduce what's happening. And you're waiting for the payoff. Because the payoff is what really determines if you're going to like the movie or not. Cause if it's believable and it's, it satisfies all your wants and needs, then you're going to love yeah. it. Right. So like knives out, like that's a mystery movie. And if you're going, you're going through the movie on first viewing, and it's like, what is like, who's really doing it? What's going on? You don't have those answers. And then if the ending sucks, then it's like, well, that movie's awful.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So it's kind of that same effect.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's fine if you have a confusing movie, a movie that's meant to be confusing, but you make like, and obviously they explain what was going on. They do, but I, there were certain times where they were like, I don't even know how to, how, I can't, I can't really get into depth about it without giving away certain stuff. Um, okay. So I, I don't want.
1: Was it. Was it more confusing than Inception?
0: Yes, I think so.
1: And w- visually, which one would you which one would you re- think is better?
0: Well, it's been a minute since I've seen Inception, um, so I would just say Tenant off the top of my head. But okay. it was like I had absolutely no idea how they were able to get footage of people going forward and people footage going backwards, especially during the fight scenes. It was crazy because you're watching yeah. the fight scenes and you can actually tell if you pay attention, who's going forward and who's going backwards based on how they're moving. Sure. Um, which made the fight scenes really unique. Um, I loved, I was, loved the fight scenes. I was just wondering,
1: cause inception one for best visual effects. Yeah. In 2011, so, I mean, if it's on par with that, it should, it should get.
0: Yeah, I would, I think it has to. Um, But I think Tenet is definitely going to have to be a movie that I need to watch an explanation video of, and then I need to go see it again. um, What's its, its
1: its reviews looking like? Is it, is critics loving it? Because maybe that's, it's just like maybe not meant for the
0: public. Um, Well, so... At least on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a seventy four percent. That's not bad, and it's a seventy six with the audience. Um, not my favorite oh. Christopher Nolan movie. It's, I mean, it's a it's a fun movie. It's a good movie, but it's like I think it's hard for me to really give like a nod for it or not against it because I don't fully understand it. Um, right. So I would have to go watch a review. I mean, go watch an explanation video, and then go into it with a better understanding of what's happening. So, I guess my advice yeah. to anybody who's going to see that movie is understand that you won't understand everything. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I mean, and if you do, then more power to you because I couldn't, and I watch movies religiously. Um, and you're you're not a dumb guy. Yeah. Like you, I think you're pretty sure. Uh, I well, thank the, you. The
1: fact that you can, um, I I feel like that kind of hurts the movie in its its potential performance.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, like I said, the very beginning when they were messing with the bullet and they were catching it and they were like, "Yeah, you're not, you're moving forward in time, but the object is moving backwards in time." I was like, "Okay, so there are certain objects that are moving backwards in time," and. Uh, how are you going to run into it? Well, it turns out that, and this isn't giving, giving away anything because you learn it in the first five minutes of the movie. So it doesn't, it's not some big reveal. There are people who are manufacturing these objects to move backwards in time. So it's, yeah. So it's not like they're just random objects in the world that are moving backwards in time. There are actually people who are forcing it to go backwards in time, but simultaneously, it's also that object is also happening. You can send it back in time, but there's a version of it that's still existing in the world. It's it's hard to it's hard to get into it without really spoiling anything. But people are making those objects move backwards in time. And at the beginning, I was like, okay, yeah, no, I think I got it. But then when it came to, you know, objects that are moving backwards in time, but then that are that same object that's moving forward in time at the same time. is one of those things where it's like, well, who is who and what is what? And I, 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 yeah, I don't know. There were certain, there were certain parts (laughs) of the movie where I like gave up trying to understand it. It was like, I'm, I'm not even going to try to worry about it right now. I'm just going to watch an explanation video of it. Well, I'm, I don't think I'm going to go see it in theaters, but I will be eager to see it on television. Well, it'd be one of those movies that if you're gonna watch, you should watch the whole thing. <laughs> uh, but I'm not. I'm not super eager. You know what? I do want to see. I want to see the new James Bond James Bond movie when oh, it comes out.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks really really mm-hmm. good.
0: Mm-hmm. And they need it after Spectre. So um, I didn't like Spectre that much. I don't think that's necessary. It had some good scenes, but it's certainly Casino Royale. And Scarfall, it had awesome. Dave Batista. Yeah, who said like three words the entire movie. He's a great villain. Great Bond villain. He's got to be in Dune, too. Oh, my God. We didn't talk about Dune. Oh, yeah, that's true. We can talk about Dune for a sec. The adult Star Wars. That looks awesome. <laughs> It looks awesome. It's like, from what I've heard, it's like a mix of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and like Game of Thrones, all thrown into one. Oh my gosh. It looks like, um,
1: Carter? Oh it, it yeah. It kind of looks like John, Jupiter Ascending John Carter, World. yeah. Yeah, John Carter, that's right. It's got that kind of feel to it. I hope it's a better quality Oh yeah, film. cool. But just like, set design is kind of
0: like... Dennis Wave Dennis was directing it, so you gotta believe that it'll be... A good movie, yeah. But vision, man, was... that looks in, it looks crazy. Well, they got Brolin. They have everybody. Let's just go out there and say it right now. The the kid who
1: is is he from something? Because he looks familiar.
0: Yeah, he. So he's. I can't remember what movie he's in, but oh yeah, so he was in. Um, he's actually been in a lot as of recent. He was in Call Me by Your Name. Makes sense. Okay, um, which he, that was with um, Michael Fassbender.
1: Um, wait, the Army Hammer one?
0: Oh shoot! No, 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 not my. Yeah, you're right, Army Hammer, not Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Um, he was in Lady Bird. Oh dang! He was in Little Women, which just came out recently, last year. He was yeah. in The King. What's that? Um, it's a Netflix movie with uh, Robert Pattinson.
1: Um, I might have, have to see that.
0: Uh, he was in um, Interstellar. He was? He's listed as being in Interstellar. I don't know where, but he's <laughs> listed in that. Um, they got Zendaya, too. They got Batista. They got Jason Momoa. Uh, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson.
1: Oscar Isaac! I forgot about him, yeah. dude! That dude can do no Dude, wrong. Dude, so literally right world. here,
0: Timothy, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Dave Batista, Stellan Skazgard, Javier Bardem, who's one of my favorite actors. Oh, he's yeah. in it too? He better be the Josh villain. Brolin. Uh, actually, Skazgard is going to be the villain. I don't know who Javier is playing. I think he is... I don't know what character, but I think Skazgard is going to be the main villain. Josh Brolin's in it. David... Uh, David Dashlin, who you would recognize if you saw him, Uh, he was in The Dark Knight. He was a goon in The Dark Knight. Um, He was one of Ant Man's um, helpers um, in Ant Man. His name is David. I don't I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Dastmalishin. That was
1: probably butchered. But yeah, there's a ton of people. He does look. There's a ton of
0: people in this movie, and
1: they got uh steven henderson who's in uh um the hbo show devs um westworld
0: yeah so literally everybody (laughs) man
1: cinema is is just ramping up the level i know
0: there's a million people in this movie
1: can't wait to get our entertainment side of this show back on I track.
0: Know, seriously. Now that our sports side is rolling again.
1: Oh, Rebecca Ferguson. Wasn't she in Mission um, Impossible. the Mission Impossible?
0: Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And she was in Doctor Sleep. She was the villain in Doctor Sleep. Uh, I, know I loved know. Doctor Sleep. I liked it more than The Shining. Hot take. Wasn't um,
1: Obi-Wan? Yep. The main character? This Fuck it. You, mm-hmm. you in? Ewan McGregor. When is the Obi-Wan show going to come
0: uh, out? Not super soon. Oh, so I'm...
1: This is what I did this weekend. I marathoned the boys. Oh, that's why you were saying. That show is so good. Yeah, my dad's going to start watching that show. The amount of money they pumped in... Because it just... Visually... It's a TV show. You you think like, oh well, superhero TV shows like it can't be that crazy of like on the Avengers level or like the DC universe level, but it's like Zack Snyder
0: directed mm-hmm. it. That's how much special effects they put into it, and it's just so good. Yeah, my dad's gonna start watching. I'm I got one more season of Breaking Bad, and then I was gonna hop into it.
1: Yeah, it's good. And um, Cobra Kai, mm. that was a really good show. Don't know what it is. It's the, um, it's the reboot of the Karate Kid, but TV form. So they got like the original two dudes, Johnny and, um, uh, Frick, uh, LaRusso, Danny LaRusso. Oh, gotcha. So they got those two guys who were the original fighters mm-hmm. and then they're now like training the next generation pretty yeah. much. It's a really good show.
0: Maybe I'll check that one out too. Yeah. You got a lot of stuff to check Absolutely. out. Dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, that'll wrap it up for episode 59 of Nothing to Say the Fans Podcast. I think we're going to title this one, How Do You Boo Unity? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. As I was sitting here thinking of titles, I always, we, obviously anybody who listens to the show notice has noticed that we use quotes from the show. I'm kind of thinking, how do you boo unity? Um, normally, we try to do funny titles, but I, there wasn't a whole lot of jokes being thrown around this one. Um. We're just boring. Yeah, we're just, yeah, we're extremely boring. <laughs>
1: the only joke is the 49ers display on the field. Yeah, I know, seriously. Well, I'm glad you said it, so I didn't have to. So. But we both are 1 0 in fantasy, so it can't be all nope. that bad.
0: Nope. We're on a collision course with each other.
1: I, I wonder when we play each other. I don't know. I'll have to look.
0: My team's better than It's, the it's, years, anyway, it's so it really not, me. but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 59. As always, if you stuck around for this long, don't know what you're doing with an hour and a half of your life, but we really appreciate it, I must say. Um, So thank you all so much, and uh, have a fantastic rest of your week, and we'll see you all next Tuesday.
1: Thanks, everyone.